Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to the Fitter, Healthier Dad podcast, where you can learn how to improve your diet, lose fat, and get fitter in a sustainable and fun way without spending hours in the gym. Here is your host, Darren Kirby. Welcome back to the podcast, guys. This is the number one podcast for men in their 40s who want to improve their health through nutrition and fitness. This is episode 101, and today is going to be a solo episode And we're going to be discussing the three principles that men over 40 should adhere to if you want to have optimal health. So let's dive in to the podcast. But before we do that, uh, I just want to take a minute to mention the show sponsor, Athletic Greens. So Athletic Greens is a probiotic, prebiotic uh, supplement of 75 different vitamins and minerals and as most of you know I advocate getting all of our vitamins and nutrients and minerals from food but unfortunately due to various different uh, modern farming methods and the stresses and strains of life we can't always get the food that we perhaps um, would have if we were able to and so Athletic Greens is is kind of like an insurance policy really Uh, and I take it on a daily basis to ensure that I'm getting all of my um, vitamins, nutrients, probiotics, prebiotics, uh, and optimizing my gut health. But Athletic Greens is offering the listeners of the show a 10% discount off your first supply. So if you go over to athleticgreens.com forward slash fitter healthier dad, and you can sign up to your uh, first order of Athletic Greens. So as I said, let's dive into the show. So the the thing that I want to talk about today are the three key principles that you need to follow if you're over 40 to ensure that you are uh, at optimal health. And a lot of the times when um, men get to to 40 um, or even before 40, it was for me anyway, about 39, you kind of have this kind of bit of self-reflection moment. And, you know, up until that point, you've been, you know, gung-ho, headstrong into family, career, life. And we let our health take a kind of, not of a back seat, but kind of step to one side. And it must be something about this magic number of 40. Do you have a bit of a reflection and, and think that you're perhaps not in the shape that you want to be in? You're perhaps not as healthy as you'd like to be. And so you want to make a change. And the first thing that we do as men with our, um, you know, action based attitude or ego driven attitude, whatever you want to call it, is we make decide we want to make the change and we go full on into whatever kind of um, exercise regime or protocol you want to follow. And that's great. But that alone won't optimize your health. And unfortunately, I work with a lot of guys who it's gone one step further for them and they might have liver issues. They might have type two diabetes, you know, they might have high blood pressure. Um, and these are pretty serious conditions. However, they are all reversible with the right, um, diet and the right lifestyle. And a lot of it is lifestyle choices. So I'm going to dive into the three principles that we use on the TT40 method 
in our coaching. And um, hopefully this will give you a kind of a foundation really on the three principles to consider when you are looking at your health. So the first thing is, like I mentioned previously, is um, exercise. But I, I, the principle that we use is movement. Um, and the reason it's movement is because there's lots of different forms of movement, basically, that we can do. Um, and it's not all just about killing yourself in the gym. So, you know, there's lots of different variations you can do from, you know, one extreme, you can start doing high intensity interval training, or you can do endurance training where you're, you know, exercising for long periods of time if you have a specific goal. But I would really advocate that if you have, uh, if you're starting this from a very sedentary standpoint where you perhaps, you know, you've, um, back in the good old days where you were commuting to work, you were sitting in an office or sitting in a car all day, then you were commuting back home and then sitting on the sofa in the evening, is start by in, in just a very gentle way. But unfortunately, men, we don't want to do that. We want to go headstrong, you know, full on. And I would really just kind of caution you to against that because if you've not moved for quite a while, there, there's lots of immobility and muscle restrictions that you'll face and if you go from zero to 100 mile an hour you're likely to end up with injuries so the first thing that I would start with around movement is just getting at least 10,000 steps in a day and for some people depending on you know what your daily routine is like that's a little bit difficult so a lot of this will be around reforming habits and I will talk about um, the third principle which is mindset um later on in the episode but for now we'll talk about the first principle which is movement and so yeah get 10 to 15,000 steps in a day so just think about when you're moving about in the day how you could get those steps in you know taking the stairs instead of the elevator if you're if you're commuting you know um going out for a walk before you go to work or going out for a walk after you've um, had dinner and then you know once you've started to get consistent at that then you can start to think about um, doing a little bit more exercises so that so that could be running um, particularly I always advocate for men over 40 really consider swimming because swimming is an all-body workout and not only that it is the least impactful workout that we can do on the body because the water supporting us we're moving all of our limbs we're getting our heart rate up so swimming is a good one cycling if you've got young kids um, or older kids even you can go out cycling with them and then obviously there's there's various different workouts that we use um, from home workouts where you can do it you know 15 uh, to 20 minute hit session in the house or outside in the garden and then you can go to obviously to gyms as well where they have classes I personally go to a local cro crossfit gym um, and for me I love that because that mixes up from what I'm doing with my endurance training to what I'm doing with the home workouts and then crossfit as well it just mixes thing up and, and that's one of the key things that I always say to people is that I come across so many people who actually don't like the gym so don't go to the gym. It's quite simple. You know, there's so many other training um, and exercise, what I call modalities that you can use now. Um, and, you know, the, the, the fitness world is awash with various different things that you can try. So just try them. Even skipping, you know, a lot of people, that's become quite popular 
um, that I've become aware of anyway quite recently. So things like that. Um, the objective really of movement is to move our limbs, to move in different movement patterns, to make sure we're getting full range of movement in all the joints of the body so that as we age, we still maintain that mobility. Um, so that's that's the first principle. The second principle is metabolism. Uh, and the reason it's metabolism is because one, I don't like the, the word diet because it has a wrong, it has a negative connotation in it because diet is something you do for a short period of time before you go back to how you used to eat. But metabolism, it's re we reset the metabolism. Why? Because the Western diet has evolved so that the, the type of macronutrients that we have is not um, balanced in line with how we're moving, how we're living day to day. So I'll go a little bit more into depth around that and if you're a regular listen listener of the podcast you'll know what's coming <laughs> and it's around macronutrients okay so we want to make sure that we've got the right ratio of proteins to fats to carbohydrates so proteins being meat fish um if you're vegan it could be things like um tofu corn things like that and then um with fats you know, within the proteins, you can have uh, fatty, oily fish. You can have nuts, which can contain a lot of fat um, and, you know, avocados and things like that. We want to make sure that we have that balance in our diet and then carbohydrates. This is the biggest challenge that I see with guys that I work with, because, again, the Western diet has evolved so that largely our macronutrient breakdown, the major over 50 percent of it generally when I keep get someone to keep a food diary is carbohydrates. Now, the body needs carbohydrates because that's where it gets its glycogen. So basically it gets broken down into sugar and then stored in the muscles as glycogen and in the liver. And that is the body's primary fuel source. It's the fuel source in which the body uh, is able to access easily um, we have a secondary fuel source, which is fat, and it all depends on your activity levels as to whether your body's burning either carbohydrates, glycogen, or fat as fuel. Okay, so we, we unfortunately, we have, yeah, most of the guys that I work with, I've yet to have this disproven. Over 50% of their macronutrients are carbohydrates, and we just don't move enough. The body doesn't need that much in relation to um, our exercise levels. So it's making sure that we, when you're looking at your plate, when you've got either your breakfast or your lunch or evening meal, you can identify which is your protein source, which is your fat source, and which is your carbohydrate source. Um, and on the Fit Healthy Dad website, I've got an infographic which breaks that down like the ideal plate. Um, so yeah, we want to reset our metab metabolism uh, and we want to make sure that the body is getting the right balance. And what happens when you do that, even before you start exercising, the body will just naturally start to get to its right weight level and the right composition. In simple terms, you'll start dropping fat, you'll start dropping weight. Um, and, you know, this is before you've even exercised because what I find is a lot of people come at this from the wrong side and, and, and basically they focus on fitness before they focus on diet. And you can train, again, I've said this lots of times before on the podcast, 
You can train like an Olympic athlete, but if you have not got your diet dialed in, you will not shift fat and you will not drop weight. Um, and so to, to add some context around that, a lot of people, when they first start in the, the movement uh, principle, they'll go out for a run and they'll go out for a 5K run. And great, you've got all your serotonin, your dopamine levels have raised, you're feeling good, you're feeling refreshed, you're feeling energized, and then you come home and you continue to eat as you've always eaten. Unfortunately, that 5K run, you will be lucky if you've burnt more than 300 calories. Um, and to add some more context around that, 300 calories is basically, if you're based in the UK and you know what this is, is a Kit Kat. So you've burnt off the equivalent of a Kit Kat from doing a 5K run. So you need to make sure that, again, outside of the macronutrients, you've got the right portion sizes as well. We eat way too much. We, the portion sizes that we've evolved to have in the UK and other parts of the Western world, it's just too much. We just eat too much food based on our activity levels. And that is one of the simplest, easiest way you can start dropping weight is just eat less. <laughs> you know, it's quite simple. It's just eat less. And then when you couple that with the macronutrient level, the right macronutrient, sorry, should I say, you will find before you even go to the movement principle, you will start dropping weight. Not only that, you will start to have better energy levels. You will start to have better mental clarity. You'll get rid of this brain fog. Um, you'll have better moods. You will have better sleep. And, and nutrition is way underestimated on how important it is for all different elements of life. Um, you know, I think I've done a podcast on gut health podcast number one was on gut health and we have the gut brain connection it's called the vagus nerve that goes from the gut to the brain and so whatever you're putting in your gut will affect what goes on in the brain so if it's inflammatory you'll create inflammation in the brain and that's where you get brain fog from when you're eating a lot of sugary uh fatty snacks now there are good fats and bad fats and that's obviously a um another episode but yeah, so that's the second principle um, is metabolism. And then the third principle I'm going to talk about is mindset. Um, and again, this is something which isn't spoken about generally in the, the fitness space, but it is one of the biggest factors which will mean that you're successful in whatever your, your, your goals or aspirations are around your health. And there's, this is such a big topic. Um, but, you know, the principal mindset that we work on is about our relationship with food. So, you know, you might um, gravitate towards specific foods and nine times out of 10, your eating habits and your food habits and foods you like and dislike will be governed by your childhood. And when you understand that, it makes it way, way easier for you to shift and to change that relationship with food. So to give you an example, when I was a child, um, quite rightly so, my parents used to restrict me from eating crisps. Um, but then lo and behold, when I went in my earlier adult years, what did I do? I would absolutely devour bags and bags and bags of crisps, which is obviously bad inflammatory fats, a lot of bad salt, um, and, you know, means that we put on weight, you know, a lot of carbohydrates. And so, you know, if you are gravitating towards food, particularly 
when you're stressed, when you're tired, um, and maybe things aren't going well at home, at work, you will naturally gravitate to this food because you will have this association around, you know, the, the feeling good factor um, at the serotonin and the dopamine levels that get raised when you eat these foods. And, you know, there are food psychologists that work for food companies that ensure that we get a specific uh, dopamine or serotonin response when we eat these foods as it's a feel good factor, which makes us want to eat more. So that's a little bit deep. But the bottom line is we will have grown up with a certain relationship with food. So it's understanding that if you want to change. And the other part around the mindset is habits. You know, a lot of things that we do, 90 percent of what we do is unconscious. 10% is conscious. So there might be specific foods or the, the time that you're eating food, um, which will be unconscious to you. And once you have recognized that, you can then change it. So mindset is one of the key principles uh, of what we follow in the TT40 method. So it's about understanding that. And this is way, way harder, actually, to change a habit and your relationship with food is way, way more difficult than actually doing a workout because you have to, it's not something that you can decide on a Sunday evening, right, I'm not going to have this chocolate this week or I'm not going to have these crisps this week or I'm not going to drink alcohol. It's nice to have that drive and that ambition to stop that, but the reality is, is it takes 66 days to form a new habit. And so you, you can try and just change it overnight, but the reality is you will most likely fail. And it might work for a few days, but then some life event will happen um, or you'll have a bad night's sleep and then you'll just say, sod it, I'm just going to go back and I'm just going to start eating, um, you know, or unconsciously you'll go to the cupboard or you'll go to the shop and you'll buy this comfort food and this food that you like eating. You'll either eat too much of it or you eat it consistently over a period of a week. So habits are really um, easy to create, harder to break, really. Um, but it's understanding. It's about breaking that down. It's about analyzing um, what you're doing and being becoming aware. And that's the biggest the biggest key is becoming aware of these habits that you've you've formed over a period of time and look ask either are your partner or your family to identify to to kind of call you out when you are unconsciously going towards <clears throat> the alcohol the snack cupboard eating sugary fatty foods when you're out and things like that um, and gradually over time that will change so you know to to have all of these three principles together it's kind of like the building blocks really so I've just realized that I actually started with um, with the movement first, but actually it's metabolism first, but we'll stick with it for now. So basically, principle number one is movement, making sure you're moving more and then gradually, um, you know, increasing that over a period of time as your fitness and your health levels improve. And then number two, metabolism. So, so important. We want to reset our metabolism, give the body the macronutrients, the micronutrients that it needs in order to operate in it in the in the way that we're designed essentially um, and then the mindset side of it so being aware of our relationship with food changing our relationship with food trying new foods breaking habits um, and, and the final thing that I will say on mindset and habits is just once you once you've become aware of your habits that you want to change 
change one thing at a time. If you try to change too much, it just becomes too overwhelming. And from a psychological standpoint, as humans, we aren't wired um, to like change. We don't like change. It becomes uncomfortable. It becomes difficult. And so if you try to change lots of habits all at once, it will not work. And it, or like I said before, you know, it might work for a small period of time, but it won't work um, for the long term. And that's what we want to do. It's long term, small changes that we want to make that stack on top of each other, that over a period of time compound and end up with huge change. You know, if you were able to change one habit a month, for example, that's 12 habits over a course of a year. That's a lot of habit, habitual change that you would make in one year. And just imagine just how different your life would be in 12 months. Um, so that all sounds quite deep. But, you know, these three principles work. They really, really work. Um, and if you listen to some of the, the guys that have worked with Fitter Healthy Dad on the TT40 method, you know, they will say themselves um, that they've seen change happen in relatively short spaces of time. But change only happens long term when you're consistent and making sure that you keep that consistency. Consistency is key over time. Um so yeah, I hope that has um, I hope that's helped. So the three principles of movement, metabolism, and mindset—you stack all of those together, uh, and you will achieve your health outcome that you desire. So, thanks for listening to this episode, and I'll look forward to speaking to you again on the next episode. Thanks for listening to the Fitter Healthier Dad podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, please hit subscribe. And I would really appreciate if you could leave a review on iTunes. All the links mentioned in the episode will be in the show notes. And a full transcription is over at fitterhealthierdad.com. <laughs>